Have you heard about this story about the Star is Born audition where Bradley Cooper wiped all of Lady Gaga's makeup off her face? No. It's the weirdest story in Hollywood. <laughs> it, first of all, it's patently untrue. He was waiting for her with a makeup wipe. That, oh, I didn't even think it was untrue because you were telling it to it, me. So I was like, oh, is, this, this happened. This no, 100% no. happened. Like, my, my question for you is, do you think it happened? Oh, God, I don't want it to be true because yeah. it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Also, back the fuck up, yo. Is it because he wanted her to feel natural for her audition, vulnerable for and her also, audition? And also, by the way, Lady Gaga didn't audition. She Lady didn't Gaga. audition. <laughs> Come on. Hi, hi. my name is Stephanie. Stephanie Germanata. Also known as yes. Lady Gaga. LG to as my friends. LG. Uh, and I'll be reading for the role of Barbara Streisand impersonator. <laughs> I'm Paul. And I'm Erica. And this is That Aged Well. Yesterday's pop culture today. Today and no other day. Or maybe other days. Who knows? <laughs> no, pretty much just today. Pretty much just today. For we're, this. We're, we're existing on a linear plane of time it here. Is. Time is not a flat circle. It's actually just a line. This is physics with Erica and Paul. <laughs> I know nothing about physics. Dropped out of it in high school. Erica, <laughs> what is our movie today? Listeners, this movie is the patient zero of that aged well. It's true. It's this true. is the movie that made me want to do this podcast mm-hmm. and that dragged Paul down with me. <laughs> this film... Or raised me up with you. Yes. This film is the seminal 1987 classic Overboard. Directed by Gary Marshall. Yes. Written by Leslie Dixon, who I was shocked to find out is a woman. A woman wrote this movie. <laughs> that is shocking. Stars Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Edward Herman, Catherine Helmond, Roddy McDowell. Yeah, Roddy McDowell is a producer on the film. He is. Why didn't he make himself the husband then? Why did he make himself the servant? He was like, I'm getting paid just as much. I don't have to memorize any lines. <laughs> He's I'm, like, I'm good. I'm British, so I guess butler. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Overboard is a movie I watched when I was little. I remember, I don't remember seeing it in the theater, so I assume my first encounter with it was on on cable on TV mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies that any time it is on television I will stop and watch it it's just like a little confection to me I love it so so much but recently like a couple of years ago I was watching it for the, like the 45th time and I was like oh my god this movie is awful and I don't mean like in a bad movie kind of way I mean in like a bad for society kind of way where this is a movie about a man that abducts a woman and enslaves her but he's Kurt Russell so it's okay because he's kind of sexy and charming and I part of me was just like what why did I think that was okay I had never actually never seen this movie amazingly I again I we're back, how you avoided it uh, we're back to the fact I didn't have cable growing up I didn't go didn't go see and go to the movies I never seen it so it was the first time I saw it in 2018 and they actually just did a remake of it yeah with Anna Faris and I watched that as well just for a little added uh, so we'll, we can get into that later a little added homework exactly but I watched it it was a movie <laughs> It, it was a celluloid it, experience. No one can deny that there were actors acting a script that someone wrote. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you did you hate this? I didn't hate it. No, I, it's too light to hate. And, and also, I don't think it's hateable. I, th- I think Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are very charming. They sell the hell out of this. And the intentions behind it, despite the <laughs> despite the methods used, are actually very good. So it's it's not hateable. I just didn't 
I think if, I, if you don't watch it as a kid, it doesn't grab you. You just love it from when you were a kid. I believe if you had never seen it and watched it now, you'd be like, this movie's not great. I mean, I, I don't know. There's so much to recommend in this movie. <laughs> well, it's also, so again, this goes back to like that 1980s magical realism thing mm-hmm. that happens a lot in, in this era, in this decade of like these outlandish plots that are, that I can't even believe were greenlit. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear about the remake because I haven't seen it mm-hmm. because I can't imagine how you could remake the movie in a way that makes anything anyone does okay. Fair. So, Paul, I know the synopsis. I haven't read it because you told me not to because right. you said it was a synopsis for the ages yeah. and now I am dying to hear it. Yeah, so just want you, all, all listeners to know that when I printed out all the information for today, I actually cut this off of Erica's sheet so she couldn't read it in advance. Fool, fool you are. I can't read anyway. <laughs> so uh, th- I read this and I typed this out before I actually watched the movie. I'd seen the remake, so I, I knew what it was about. But this is what the synopsis is. Okay. A kind of African queen gone berserk. Overboard chronicles the misadventures of a bitchy society queen, Goldie Hawn, who lives on a luxury yacht with her class-conscious husband, Edward Herman, and put-upon butler, Roddy McDowell. When the yacht docks for repairs, that is, for more closet space, Hawn (laughs) refuses to pay the local carpenter, Kurt Russell, because he used oak instead of cedar for the closets. Wow, they're really getting into the weeds here. (laughs) The post-refusal argument results in Hawn pushing Russell overboard. Han falls overboard herself and is rescued by a garbage scow. However, she remembers nothing of her pampered past. Through a series of high-energy, high-wit escapades, the two protagonists find each other, the kids turn into lollipops, and all is well that ends well. Gary Marshall directed with a plum. (laughs) Guys, the episode's over. I have nothing to say. First of all, they never say the character name. So it just sounds like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell lived this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're reading their Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wait, what does it mean when you say children turn into lollipops? I have Is no idea. I've I, never heard that expression in my life. I assume that it means like they turn into like nicer behaved Sweet children. children? But... They also aren't mentioned earlier. It wasn't like he brings her home to help him tame his feral children. <laughs> yeah, which is actually what happens. Yeah. I've never heard that expression. Also, the African queen? <laughs> also, all's well that ends well. Someone thought that this movie should be brought up in the same sentence as Shakespeare? I mean, the, the <laughs> yes, but <laughs> because that is actually the thing. They're, they're just like, at the end, they're like, Oh, well, this happened. <laughs> da, 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 da. Bing. We'll get into this, but I have like a fantasy of her coming back for the sequel, mm-hmm. lawyered up and just taking his children away from him <laughs> and just being like, you have one option, prison or you let me take these kids. Right. The African Queen is nothing like this movie. I've yeah. seen that movie. Yeah. And it's a kind of African Queen gone berserk. Gone berserk because they both have boats. <laughs> they both take place on partially on boats and they're like an opposites attract thing one of my other favorite parts was they say han pushes russell overboard and then she goes overboard. and then han falls overboard herself it makes it, it sound like it happened at the same time yeah and also there's no explanation for why like nope <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense i mean the problem is too is i don't know how you do 
synopsize this film in a way yeah. that doesn't make it sound like you're watching a horror movie. Let's try to do it. Okay. Uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell star in a zany, madcap adventure of mistaken identity and true love. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell star in a screaming satire about the futility of marriage. <laughs> In this film, where a man enslaves woman and forces him to cook and clean for her children. Also overboard. starring four raccoons as human children. I love those kids. I do not. I don't want to hear a word about those kids. Drown them in the rain barrel. <laughs> uh, overboard does currently hold a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, but an audience score of 73%. Yep. That is extremely accurate. Critically panned. Audience loved. Yeah. Popularly loved. That is actually, that's perfect because this movie should not get good reviews because right. it is a nightmare scenario come to life. But it is, again, damn charming mm -hmm. and, and and delightful. It also uh, inspired a Korean TV series called Couple or Trouble. What? So this apparently, someone found a way to drag this story out over multiple episodes god i can't even i mean actually yeah i could see that i could see that but that just it, that just elongates the tragedy of the story <laughs> all right so that's that's our setup here yeah stick around we're gonna talk about overboard hello Hey, Erica, it's me, the judgmental bitch from high school that you're somehow still friends with. I thought I'd call you because I'm keenly aware of how desperately lonely you are. Hey, I'm going to have to cut you off right there, old friend. It seems my kids have gotten into the cookie jar and made a mess. <laughs> Those rascals. You have children? Yes. Listen to this. I have a little boy and a little girl, and I'm just so busy and fulfilled. Anyway, gotta go. Bye! Hey, listeners of That Aged Well. Tired of being judged for not having children or constantly getting asked when you are going to have them? Hello? Mom, I have great news for you. I have children now. you as much as I love your siblings. Gotta go. With I Have Children Now LLC, you can fool nosy Nancys and Billy Busybodies into thinking you now inexplicably have children. There are several packages you can choose from. The audio-only bronze package, which you've just heard. Then there's the silver social media package, where you get photos of adorable, handsomely compensated children to post for up to 10 years. And then there's the gold package, where you're partnered with kids in Swiss boarding schools to FaceTime with friends and family for up to 15 minutes at a time, proving that not only do you have kids, but you're successful enough to send them abroad. Where do they get these kids? I told you, Switzerland! Don't wait! Try I Have Children Now LLC and use offer code AGED for a free sonogram you can send out during the holidays when you're really surfing in Cabo. That's, That's offer code, code AGED. All right, we are back. Erica. Yeah. Your movie, you start. Where are we starting with this? Let's start at the beginning, Paul. Okay. 
Genesis. <laughs> um, all right. So this the film starts with Goldie Hawn. He's married to Edward Herman. Mm-hmm. They're the very wealthy couple. She's like a socialite from New York. They're traveling around the West Coast for some reason. That's weird to me. I'm like, where are they going? I get if you're in the Caribbean, but why the hell are you in the like in Portland? I, anyway, they're traveling on the West Coast on their yacht, the Immaculata. And she is mm. the prototypical nasty bitch. Just right. angry at the futility of her life. And she has nothing to do. And she's bored. So she's just mean and nasty to everyone. And she is wearing the most ludicrous outfit fit when she is first introduced uh, yeah i actually wrote that it's gaddafi chic <laughs> the beginning of the movie she's mostly just wearing bathing suits those weird high thigh high mm-hmm. slit thigh bathing suits from the 90s and then like some some like cover-up above them like but the a, first cover-up is like a sequined admiral's jacket yeah it, it lo- has shoulder pads epaulets uh-huh. and sequined and tasseled and- yeah it literally looks like gaddafi yeah. like a like an outfit she stole and bedazzled off of Muammar Gaddafi's corpse. Right. I'm going to do an early up, up top fashion report because mm-hmm. these some of the fashions in the film are amazing mm-hmm. and some of them are so ludicrous. I don't buy for a hot minute that she would wear any of those sunglasses that they have her in at the beginning yeah. of the movie. The kind of sunglasses you see on like teenage kids in the Lost Boys mm-hmm. or it's it's like bright red and sequined and mm-hmm. I don't I don't buy it for a minute. This woman's wearing Chanel or she's wearing nothing. There's also Catherine Hellman who plays Goldie Hawn's mother has... I'm sure you're going to know what dress I'm talking about when I say this. Has a dress that just looks like she has a fungal growth coming off of her body. Yes, the one at the end. Uh, she has one also in the middle when she's getting her portraiture done. Yeah. Catherine Hellman, that I, she looks like a gilded Edwardian queen. <laughs> I love that outfit. So some of the outfits in this film are like the most 80s-tastic fabulous. Right. Some of them are just god-awful. And the first one she wears is one of the worst. It's so tacky and disgusting. Mm-hmm. But also kind of amazing. Like an Imelda Marcos, like, <laughs> chic look. She's just, she's just trying to look like a dictator's yeah. wife. So in any case, as the synopsis says, Russell and Han get into a fight. She pushes him overboard. Yeah. That night, she accidentally also falls overboard. That's when the movie really gets... Really gets going. Yeah. They're in this fictional town of Elk Cove, Oregon, and she washes up on shore with amnesia, which is just the best trope. Here's here's my question. So she falls off the boat, right? Uh First of all, it looks like she falls into a pool. Like it looks like she just like (laughs) steps in it. But she falls off the boat. Her husband, Edward Herman, hears her yelling for help. He just turns up the he turns up the volume, ignores her. She's picked up by a garbage scout. Yeah. Without any memory. Yep. Wouldn't it have been better to like Usually amnesia comes with blunt force head trauma. Not that I wanted to see her get hit, but maybe she like knocks her head on the side of the boat a little bit. Just something to make the memory loss make a little bit of sense. Amnesia is such a bullshit. Oh, sure. Such a bullshit thing anyway that I mean, I'm all for it just being the dumbest, Mm -hmm. the dumbest version. (laughs) Like cold water made her lose her memory. Ta-da. I don't know. Maybe this woman is so pampered and has never had literal, like any literal trauma in her life that the very first sign of trouble, her body's like, I'm out. (laughs) I can't handle it. Her brain is like, I'm done. This is, I'm not being massaged and like treated with kid gloves right now. I am out. I'm going to go back real quick. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lines in the movie you said on the yacht when she's watching over Kurt Russell as he's building her closet and Roddy McDowell comes in with her snack of caviar and she just looks at him and she goes, well, I almost had to wait. 
that's who this woman is. That's who, and just to like give you an idea of what type of heinous bitch she is yeah. at the top of the movie, that's who she is. And it's such a great line. Mm-hmm. So she washes up on shore and she gets taken to the local psychiatric hospital. Or I guess first, just a hospital where mm-hmm. she's being treated. And then they end up moving her to the psychiatric ward because the hospital staff can't handle her. Yeah. Because she's, even though she has no memory of who she is, she's, she's still, still horrible. Exactly who she is, right? Yeah. She knows she doesn't belong there. She knows deep down in her soul, this isn't right. Her life is supposed to be somewhere else. And she just is horribly mean to everybody. Mm-hmm. There were some things at the hospital that made me squirm a little bit. Mm-hmm. First, her husband sees her on the news. He comes, sees her screaming at the staff, and then just leaves without telling her. And, that- and yeah, and is like, whoop, that's not my wife. Yep, without claiming her, he leaves. So Which she's- I kind of, I'm like, yeah, they made her such a nasty, nasty person at the top of the movie that I'm like, yeah, okay. You get it, but it's also like, dude, that's that's rough. <laughs> but then also, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell have had this argument. She has refused to pay him for the work that he did because mm-hmm. he used the wrong wood, even though she didn't tell him what wood to use. He sees her on the screen as a woman who's lost her memory. He's with his friend at the local pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, wait, 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 wait. I have an idea. And then his friend, with no further explanation, says, no, 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 don't do that. As if he... he- As if it was a normal idea. I wrote that down too. I was like, wait, how does Billy know instantly what Dean is thinking? He's like, aha, I got it. Look, you're not going to try that old tired thing where you kidnap a woman and enslave her and make her believe she's your wife. You're not going to do that again. You're not going to do that. Not again. I know know that happens all the time. Fool me once. Yeah, he immediately is like, no, (laughs) come on, man, don't do it. And Kurt Russell's like, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So then he goes to the hospital to claim her it just like when you hear the stories about how women are treated by doctors that they are not believed they're <laughs> not like she is there and she is saying i do not know this person he is not ringing any bells i know that i'm not married to him i can't remember but i know that i'm married to him and they are fully ignoring her they are well they just want to get rid of her because she's been abusing the staff. so badly that they're like we will give you to anyone as long as any we have grifter. plausible deniability <laughs> that you belong with him to me it was wow they're really like she is yelling at them that she does not want to go with this person yeah and he's able because he was on the boat and she's wearing literally nothing in those swimsuits like he's able to be like she has a birthmark on her left ass cheek and Mm -hmm. she does because he saw her ass as she wandered around the boat so he must be my husband checks Mm -hmm. out and the hospital staff literally high fives each other Mm -hmm. as she's as she is escorted out by kurt russell Mm -hmm. before this happened we are introduced kurt russell and his children his delightful four children we do get a brief view of Kurt Russell's home life. So we know that he just moved to this town. Mm-hmm. We know that he has four children who are... All boys. All boys. The oldest is 13. The youngest is six. Yeah. They say those... I've seen this movie a lot, so okay. I know the ages. Also, because this matters, because the timelines do not hold up. Okay. And they just moved to this town, so like the, the school mistress, <laughs> the mm-hmm. school marm, basically, mm-hmm. from this little town, comes into their house to introduce herself, and the kids toilet paper her and like freak her out. So she's yeah. like, these children need discipline. And he's like, look, lady, I got to work. I don't have time to wash and feed my children. This family has gone fully caveman. No one's washing. No one is cooking. No one is cleaning. It is just a full nightmare. And so his whole thing is, look, if I had money, I would hire someone to wash my children. And like, you know, I get it. He has four kids. He's a single parent. Mm-hmm. He's a working man. Mm-hmm. He, he's a carpenter. He's not sure. He's not making buku cash. Mm-hmm. So he can't afford to send them to a, a fancy private school. So, so he sees this woman on TV and he's like, I got it. I know how she's going to pay me back the 800 bucks she owes me. She's going to work it off by becoming my, ha- my 
de facto like nanny slash housekeeper. And I'm going to tell her that she's my wife. Exactly. Also, Kurt Russell's first wife, his real wife, the one who mothered these children, died three years prior. Mm-hmm. And in the whole movie, she is never mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's mentioned as she's dead. That's it. We're not that's interested. It. And like, I, part of me is like, Goldie Hawn is with them for like a month before before things turn awry. Mm-hmm. And in one month, she didn't find a single artifact of that other woman's existence. No. Did they go through the house and like take all the pictures of the old mom out? Did they throw away all of old mom's things? There's not one thing in that house where like a little kid has like a piece like a brooch Mm -hmm. and she's like where'd you get that brooch and he's like um my dead mother gave it to me (laughs) that's weird yeah it's very weird the the dead mom thing is is very odd it's so odd so anyway he he gets her home she obviously knows nothing about caring for a home or caring for the children or What's interesting... I'm a thousandaire, and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how this billionaire is expected to know how to cook things. I am literally... I am a, I am a low thousandaire, and I still don't know how to do any of that shit. I'm still ordering out every night. <laughs> but it's interesting because what happens is the two of them switch. She becomes basically bearable, particularly after like the first day when she accepts that she accepts the truth of it, even though it's clearly a lie. But he becomes a complete asshole. Well, he's being mean to her on purpose because he hates her. Right. He's not trying to like go in for the long haul here. He's not going to try to make this relationship work. Mm -hmm. His plan is he figures she owes him $25 a day to work off. Like that's how he would pay a housekeeper, I guess. Which I don't don't know about like lower income America in 1987, but that seems like (laughs) very little money to pay someone. So that's what he would pay a housekeeper a day. So he figures in like a month she would work off mm-hmm. what she owes him and I guess I don't know what his, his end game is here was he gonna like just deposit her back at the hospital right. and hope she forgets <laughs> that like he just kidnapped her and made her his slave for a month yeah there's no it's a very poorly thought out plan besides the fact that he's treating her horribly but if you want this con to work wouldn't you not want your wife to divorce you like if she decides yeah. I want a divorce and she goes to the county clerk's office and they're like there's no record of you marrying this dude like the jig is up. The jig is up. Also, the first time they left her alone in the house, I would have just stolen anything that might have been worth anything, mm-hmm. pawned it, and gotten the hell out of there. Hit the road like Alicia Silverstone in the crazy video. <laughs> Boom! It's not a well thought out plan. No. It is Shakespearean almost in that sense where the level of... of uh, Suspension of disbelief. Is that... so high. Right. It has to be. Otherwise, it straight up doesn't work. It still kind of doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So there are a few particularly disturbing moments in the movie, but I think the most disturbing thing that happens, the first instance and the follow-up, she at one point starts to freak out and literally goes catatonic. Yeah. He picks her up and dumps her into what I assume is a barrel of stagnant rainwater to To snap her her out of it. it. Yeah. And then later they get into another argument and she just whispers, I'm not going back in the water barrel. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. No, what's terrifying is, and I wrote this down, is when she does go catatonic after a couple of days of mm-hmm. having to deal with these feral children and this, the house is like such a dump. They did, mm-hmm. whoever did the, the set decorating yeah. for this film did an excellent job because I fully believe that this house is a nightmare house. Mm-hmm. And so she's basically dumped in a situation where she suddenly has to cook and clean for five disgusting mm-hmm. people. Six if you include Billy, the best friend who's always around. Right. And so she goes catatonic and one of the boys turns to Kurt Russell and is like, dad, could we trade her in for 
a new one. So not only is he a terrible person, but he is raising terrible mm-hmm. people. The oldest kid, Travis, the first time we ever see him, he's holding a porn magazine. Yes. And he's like, oh, he's like staring. And I, I get it. He's a 13 year old boy. Mm-hmm. That that happens. And the other boys are just kind of ambivalent about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they live in literal filth. Literal filth. The little one is like covered in dirt, like pig pen. On, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and the kids are like reading porn and the dad does not give a damn. Mm-hmm. He's could not be a more neglectful parent. It's right. awful. So she's there. She gets a learning to keep house montage, which is insane. Th- there's a clothes washer that like rattles its way across the basement. It's all like appliances from the 1920s. She doesn't know how to use a vacuum. She starts, for some reason, she has a chainsaw. And starts like flailing around with a chainsaw. Yeah. He like gives her a list of her chores for the day. Mm-hmm. And one of them is cutting firewood. Yeah. <laughs> also, he wakes her up in the like at 6 a.m. And he's like, you got to make the kids lunches. You do that every day. And she's literally just putting like mayonnaise and jelly and, Peanut butter, and Skittles. Mayonnaise and jelly and Skittles. On bread and throwing it at these children. Okay. Once again, I get that you want to get this woman back. But your kids shouldn't have to eat this. Mm-hmm. What were they eating before? Right. If he would rather just punish this woman and punish his children by making them eat whatever the fuck she throws in a bag <laughs> what were they eating before were they eating before and then the one of the nicer of the kids goes you're doing a great job mom <laughs> and she has this look of that's weird yeah. that he did that so come about to the midpoint of the movie and there's a there's a change goldie starts to become a mother but the thing that inspires what i would say is the turning point the kids super glue plates to her hands <laughs> oh yeah and then she comes in and sprays all of them with a hose with the plates still attached to her hands attached to her hands then runs out of the house the kids are like let's get her and they're like on a hunt for her mm-hmm. and it kind of morphs into like a game of hide and seek tag good natured and yeah. she starts laughing and enjoying herself she's laughing from the beginning of that she is not laughing about those plates not about the plates but about the hose she well has. the hose yeah that's her thing i don't know what part of that she started enjoying if she had taken those plates and broken them on those kids <laughs> yeah, or on her husband's skull. Yeah. yeah. She she starts to love the children before she starts to love him. Yes, she does. That's that's how she be, that's her mm-hmm. the, her gateway drug into right. this gaslighting that mm-hmm. she is living under. She made a chocolate cream pie in that scene. Yeah. That's how? that's hard, right? That's yeah, a hard thing. That's like, not easy. You've been there a week. Mm-hmm. A week, and like already you're you're the house is immaculate mm-hmm. by this point because yeah. she's cleaned it. Which brings me to a question for you because you are a woman and I am not. Uh-huh. Isn't there something to the fact that this movie is basically being like all women actually know how to keep house and cook actually it's yes instinctive yeah there is something there well also it's it's like these very tired gender stereotypes yeah part of the deep dive about why this movie is terrible isn't just the plot she's either a rich materialistic bitch mm-hmm. or she's a saintly homemaker there's almost no in-between moment for this this None. character i mean we love to like make fun of the kardashians in a way mm-hmm. like that's who we think they are they're just vapid awful women you know and so it's like it's it's still happening is society will not change that Mm -hmm. much in the in like the 30 years since this movie came out she's either this awful material like bitches be shopping woman or she's an amazing mother mm-hmm. she becomes an amazing mother really quickly yeah she learns how to cook really quickly and given no i don't even see a tv in that house no. so it's not like that woman's watching martha stewart and learning how to cook right i don't know how she learned how to make a, a chocolate mm-hmm. cream pie yeah 
And then the men in the movie, all the men, including the adult men, are children. Mm-hmm. They're children who are they're feral and they need to be trained by a woman to grow up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they don't know how. At some point in the movie, like you said, the tide turns and she sort of starts to love the kids and the kids love her back mm-hmm. because they've never had an adult in the house before. And she even says they've never had an adult in this house before. Right. So the kids start to clean up. The older one puts away the gross magazines and like talks to an actual girl mm-hmm. and gets a girlfriend. The little one starts to learn how to read. He is six and the father didn't notice that he doesn't know how to read Mm -hmm. so she starts to teach him how to read she's literally like training all these men on how to be good people and i'm actually going to extend this to like the husband in the other scenario edward herman's character who the minute she walks away just turns into this like yachting playboy who just has like a bunch of playmate models on the on the ship with him and is reverted to like a frat boy at one point he's this is my favorite line in the whole movie this is the this was the line that did make me laugh out loud he says i was whacking the donkey with painted ladies yes He has some amazing lines. So he, uh, when he, when she comes back to him at this, now I'm going to just jump to the end of the movie. She, she comes back to him for a minute and then she realizes she's in love with the other guy with Kurt Russell. He calls her a hillbilly harlot Mm -hmm. and a treasonous tramp. Yeah. Edward Herman is, is taking an inch and making a mile. Yeah. He really is nailing this part. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Every man in the movie is a child. Every woman in the movie is either a whore or a saint. Mm Mm-hmm. The one woman in the movie is a whore or a saint. And her her mother's a bitch. Her mother's a bitch. And at one point, she has no like maternal instinct when Mm -hmm. she's the rich bitch. Because at one point in the beginning of the movie, she's like, "Mm, my husband wants me to have a baby. And her mother's like, if you have a baby, you won't be the baby anymore. But yeah, so she has no maternal instinct until she becomes a mom. And then she goes from... Zero to sixty. Zero to sixty. She's an amazing mom. She the kids prefer her to, to Kurt Russell, uh, which pisses him off. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it comes the really problematic part of the movie. They fall in love. Mm-hmm. Here's Kurt, where Kurt and Goldie fall in love. Here's where the casting does so much work for us mm-hmm. because these two have so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they meet on this movie? Is that how they became no, a couple? No, I actually looked that up. They met in 1968 on the set of the one and only genuine original family band, and then became involved in 1983 on the set of Swing Shift, neither of which are movies I've ever seen. I mean, either. he must have been a baby in 1968 because he's younger than she is, and she was a baby in 1968. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, these two have endless chemistry. I didn't get it when I was a kid, uh, obviously, but now that I'm of the right age, Kurt Russell is so sexy. He's sexy. I used to just think of him as the poor man's Patrick Swayze, but no, he has his own thing. He has his own thing. There's mm-hmm. something, and also he's he's turned into like a great actor in his older age. I mm-hmm. I like him when he shows up in like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, what a different movie this would be if like Michael Shannon played this part. Oh God. <laughs> terrifying like al pacino it would be a lifetime movie it would be a lifetime movie like if you had al pacino and sally field in these roles <laughs> that's a very different movie a night a haunting nightmare yes i'm not even sure at what point they fall in love i know they're both attracted to each other it's, she she at one point actually like gives him a look before this all starts when they're on the yacht still yeah. and she's looking at him as a sweaty carpenter mm-hmm. he f- starts to fall in love with her i think there's a scene where 
she's called to the school because the kids are acting up and generally being awful. Uh-huh. And she reads the teacher the riot act. Because right, because of, the kids have poison oak oh, yeah. and the teacher... Which, by the way, the kids didn't get poison oak at school. You sent them to school with poison oak. You're the one who lives in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is also insane because the teacher arrives in the beginning of the movie, as we discussed, and she is told when she is there that Kurt Russell's wife died. Yeah. Then less than a month later, another woman shows up says she's Kurt Russell's wife and the mother of the children. Yeah. This woman never says, oh, you just got married? There's, there's no She like, does. She says it to the kids. The kids yeah, like, my say mom's... Goldie Hawn. Oh, no, no, no. Because, of course, that would give the game away. Right. But why wouldn't you uh, congratulate? Like, oh, I'm glad there's some... There's no way a normal human being wouldn't have mentioned the fact that like, I was just at your house. It seems like the kids are, you know. Yeah, last Tuesday you weren't there, yeah, and last now Tuesday you're married. You didn't exist, and now you're married to Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the kids, the, the kids kind of do do the legwork there for her of yeah. being like, we, our dad got remarried. She also says the kids don't look anything like me, but they kind of do look. They like do. Her. They look more like her than they do Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. They're all blonde. I know. Yeah. So he starts to fall in love with her, I guess, because she right because she like stands up for his children, which mm-hmm. is something he's never done. And you know what? She falls in love with him. There's a brief moment where she he keeps going out at night and she thinks he's going out to like carouse, to carouse or whatever. And I don't remember why, but eventually she follows him and she finds out he's actually working a second job at shoveling fish plant. guts. <laughs> it's a, like a fertilizer plant. Yeah. I have this written down in my notes. Why does he bother to lie to her? No reason. It makes no sense that he's lying to her about where he's mm. going. It's the path of least resistance here is the truth. It's yeah. like, hey, I have a job, so I'm going to leave now. Yeah. Enjoy watching my children while I do my second job. Yeah. I guess because at that point he has a crush on her and he's like weirded out about how poor he is. But she's seen your house, man. Game's yeah. up. You po. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about them falling in love. Okay. Because again, they do, the actors do such a good job. So, uh, at one point he starts to get, he starts to have feelings for her and he mm-hmm. starts to feel really guilty about the, what mm-hmm. he's done. So he's like, I'm going to tell her the truth. I'm going to tell her the truth. Oh, and by the way, he was willing to have sex with her. She said no. And so he kicked her out to sleep on the couch. No, he was never going to have sex with her because his friend is like, hey, hey, you're going to enjoy your new bride. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And then he decides to like toy with her. So he douses himself in whiskey and like gets into bed with her. And he's like, hey, he's like messing with her, which is not okay (laughs) at all. I'm not defending this. But he never had any intention of having sex with her. Okay, I will will see to your greater knowledge of this. Because I've seen this movie a hundred times. You know, he's definitely just messing with her. I don't know why he feels he has to. Because mm-hmm. again, wouldn't wouldn't that just drive her away? Wouldn't that just make her like the minute she was by herself with a car, right. just be like, "Bye, I'm heading for Mexico." Yeah, see, you'll see me again. Never. He decides he wants to tell her the truth. He he breaks down. He's about to tell her the truth, and she just gives him this like sweet, loving look, and she's like, "I know you're working a second job. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lie to me. I'm still proud of you." And he just is like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Now what was the thing you wanted to tell me?" And he's like, "It's your birthday." Mm-hmm. So he takes her out for her birthday. They they have seven dollar champagne at the at the local mm-hmm. honky tonk and they dance they start to flirt he tells her this story about the the, the local legend of the you know yeah. i do love this a runner in the movie that i really love of kurt russell trying to say nice things and not ma- like it doesn't he can't <laughs> in the beginning of the movie and she's she's he's like well you know you used to be you used to be hunched over and she's like tell me something nice about my life tell me anything nice about my life and he's like well one time when you were working at the burger shack you you heimlicked a, a, a french fry out of a kid and you saved his life that was pretty cool and then later when he's telling her this like story this local legend he's like no no they, but they died at the end it's a funny runner that i do appreciate 
So the two of them are at the honky tonk and they start to flirt and then she kisses him and he kisses her back and then they go mm-hmm. back to the house and they have sex. That's how they eventually like fall in love. Again, because the actors are so good. There's a sweet scene at the end where she's like, is it always like that? Because I guess they had mm-hmm. awesome mind blowing sex. And he's like, with you, it's always like it's the first time, which mm-hmm. sweet, but also <laughs> so gross. Also, I want to point out the timeline here makes absolutely no sense. No, th- th- that house gets landscaped and cleaned up. I-, I mean, she would be Supergirl if she was able to do yeah. all that herself. No, I mean the timeline here because at her birthday party, she's mm-hmm. like, how old am I? Mm-hmm. And he looks at her and he goes, 29. First of all, Goldie Hawn was 40 when this movie was made. But again, <laughs> Goldie Hawn, sure, I buy that she's 29. That's mm-hmm. fine. Travis is 13. <laughs> and there's a whole bit in the middle of the movie about her past where he tells her about her past and she was in the Navy. And she, at one point in the movie, just starts to speak French and she's like I speak French Mm -hmm. where did I learn French must have been when I was in the Navy and he's like yeah I guess you were in Paris so this woman had a child when she was about 15 then joined the Navy I guess (laughs) then came back got married but like the timeline doesn't hold up at all at that moment in the movie when she's like how old am I and he Mm -hmm. goes 29 yeah I would have been like hang on wait a minute hang on wait a minute First of all, I see what I look like. <laughs> Second of all, what the fuck is this timeline you've been telling me that right. I'm like I was in the Navy and then we met in Seattle and then we had children? That that kid's thirteen. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why did he even tell her twenty nine? What a random. Could just been thirty five. Yeah, what a random. Thirty nine, which yeah. is actually Goldie Hawn's age. <laughs> like, why not just say that? It's very odd. Mm-hmm. Very odd choice. And that's at that moment in the movie, I'm like, I'm out. That's too far. Just kidding. I'm all in. I love this movie. <laughs> so after they fall in love. We start to see Goldie Hawn start to help everyone in the family, including Kurt Russell, who is trying to aim for a big contract to build a miniature golf course. A miniature golf course that is mm, a quarter of an acre large because they show it in the movie and you're like, that's a park. Yeah. Yeah, So she basically becomes such a saint that she's solving all their problems. And also an artist. She's a good visual artist, too. But she's not. (laughs) So there's a really funny moment in the movie where he... (laughs) (laughs) where he's like pitching his idea to investors but like hadn't thought of an idea so she's like she he's like well we're meeting with the investors tomorrow we should think of an idea for our miniature golf course and i'm like bitch haven't you had this idea in mind for a while now this is the one thing you had to do while you were shoveling fish guts think of an idea for a miniature golf course think of the idea and so she's like what about wonders of the world and he's like could you draw us up some pictures so she takes her kids magic markers and like literally draws like the pyramids (laughs) the eiffel tower and and he presents these children like drawings to what seems to be a group of international investors so he and billy go to like the crab shack and there's a bunch of men around the table and there's no dialogue in this scene it's all just music and you see them talking there's like an asian man asian man person of color there's a Mark person, it down. Woof, there's at least, there's an Asian man. There seems to be what I'm guessing is like a, a Hispanic man. Yeah. They're all wearing suits. These investors came down. The, this movie is Do you is remember idea. when miniature golf was a thing? Was it that big of a thing? Was it that big of a thing that like men were flying in from Japan to invest <laughs> in a miniature golf course in Elk Cove, <laughs> Oregon? Like th- this part of the movie I love because it's so so absurd and mm-hmm. so freaking stupid right he they literally are like their presentation is they're showing them these drawings that she made on like kids construction paper <laughs> see our amazing vision and yet they somehow get the money from these men who flew in on their private yacht right or private jets to this town it it is so ludicrous and hilarious and so undercooked it is it's crazy but in any case 
her mother. You have no patience for this movie. I don't. You are just like plowing through plot points. You're like, I can't talk about this for another minute. Your enthusiasm is bumming me out. It makes no sense. <laughs> you guys, listeners, you have to see. He, Paul looks so defeated. And he's just like, so anyway, the next plot point, he does not want to talk about this movie. But what else is there to say? So much. So much. We haven't even gotten to Roddy McDowell and Catherine Helmand and their amazing work. I just love how defe- how, how broken you are. <laughs> Gary Marshall has broken you. Oh, God. Gary Marshall, by the way, has a great history of taking like garbage dump ideas and turning them into profitable movies. If you think about Pretty Woman or (laughs) Runaway Bride, the premise for Pretty Woman is terrible. The premise for Runaway Bride is terrible. That's true. The premise for this movie is is clearly the worst one of all. Like Gary Marshall has a gift for taking these movies and making them into like massive money makers. They should have died on the vine. (laughs) All of these movies. So kudos to Gary Marshall for like turning turning straw into gold over and over and over again. So we are coming to the end of the movie now, are we not? <laughs> Am I jumping the gun? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to leave, Paul? Do you have no. somewhere else to be? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're at the end, aren't we? <laughs> Forty-five more minutes. Let's go. <laughs> yes, go to the end. Go to the end. So, the plot climaxes, so to speak, <laughs> when Catherine Helmand, as Goldie Hawn's mother finally insists that her husband who has abandoned her to this life edward herman like just is like on a boat with a bunch of 18 year olds in, in right. bathing suits and one of them is called tofuti tofuti klein is her name the, mm-hmm. not the actress the character mm-hmm. they named the character tofuti klein <laughs> and that just tickles me to no end <laughs> so he finally realizes okay i have to go collect my wife so he shows up at the house she sees him everything comes rushing back yeah she just walks past him and she's like hi grant i have mm-hmm. to put these flowers in a vase i'll be right back mm-hmm. and then she goes goes in the house and everyone just stops and stares at her and then she comes back out and she's Mm -hmm. like oh my god i remember everything kurt russell who did try to tell her once what happened and then kind of chickened out the last minute you know he apologizes and you know says he's sorry got out of hand and all the kids are begging her to stay and she climbs into the limo she says i don't belong here she drives off with grant yeah and there's this like sad moment when like the little one is banging on the window limo on the Mm -hmm. limo window and he's like but you said moms don't leave and it's very sad and she's very she's crying to her credit that she doesn't just punch him in the face because kurt russell in that scene when she's walking away from them goes hey for whatever it's worth thank you and i'm like oh no oh no (laughs) oh no you do not thank me you motherfucker (laughs) after what you put me through i'm surprised they don't own a shotgun and i'm surprised she doesn't just immediately walk in the house right grab that shotgun and blow his brains out launch right into the cell block tank take those kids with her because she loves the kids take the kids with her just blow his brains out She goes back to the yacht. She kind of has, she's been changed by her time. She yeah. wants to drink beer and she wants to, she helps people. She just gets up and gets something rather than making a servant go get her for Yeah. And for she's her. like, she like starts chumming it up with the crew and, mm-hmm. and doing tequila shots with them. Yes, and, and her mother's like, I don't even recognize her at all anymore. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that she actually wants to be with Kurt Russell and those four children i love those kids you <laughs> sneer when you say that but those those actors who play the kids are great i think they're so oh, they, they do a good job they yeah. do a really great job of being 
<clears throat> awful but also super cute at I the agree same, with the first half of your sentence at the same time like they like I I, I just really like the actors who play those kids so she, she realizes she wants to be with Kurt Russell Kurt Russell realizes he wants to be with her so while so uh, this is a couple of days later uh, so while uh, everyone's asleep she turns the yacht around so the yacht mm-hmm. is now heading back toward oh, the, the right. town mm-hmm. and he after a couple of days of missing her because at first he's like yeah she doesn't want anything to do with us and he's probably thinking the FBI is going to come for me at any, any second day. because yeah. I've committed a heinous felony <laughs> <laughs> but then when the FBI doesn't be down his door he's probably like oh shit I'm in the clear yeah, made it out made it out Poof. So he decides to play with fire. He and his friend get on a, um, a Coast Guard boat and take the kids and they like race toward the yacht. I don't know how they think they're going to catch this yacht, but whatever. They Because the yacht has turned around, they do catch up to them. And she decides to jump off, jump overboard. Again. Again. Re-overboard. Re-overboard to get on his boat. Over-overboard. So yeah, so they end up together at the end of the movie. Basically, they, they both jump off their respective yeah. boats and meet in the water and make out in yeah. the water. And then the, the real kicker of the movie is you find out that yeah he's like i can't believe you gave up all your money to be with yeah. me and she's like no i didn't no no, no. it's all her money yeah. so now they're rich yeah and then the movie ends with a line that truly disgusted me <laughs> when he says what could i ever give you that you don't already have and she says a little girl <laughs> what makes you a woman is mm-hmm. children in this movie and like right. and like being like, like being a, a house housekeeper. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's now a saint because she loves her children mm-hmm. and so she just wants more children to be more saintly as opposed to her previous life where she was kind of fabulous yeah, a total, yeah, total total bitch, bitch but, but kind of fabulous. Kind of fabulous. So. Uh, and then she of course uh, Edward Herman has a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. They do a, they do a credible job of making you feel not sorry for him at all that right. like all this has happened and um, yeah. Well, also once you realize that not only did he leave her in the hospital, but he basically stole her money. Yeah. I, I mean, like they were married, so obviously he has some right to it. But like his name is Edward Staten the Third, so I'm guessing <laughs> or or Grant Staten the Third. So that's a dude with he money. Has some money too. Yeah. <laughs> Yo! How can our listeners get in touch with us? Well, there's any number of ways. My personal favorite way is through email. Thatagedwell at gmail.com. You are so old. I am. Because Twitter and Instagram frighten me. (laughs) I, however, am a spring chicken. You are. As evidenced by the fact that I just said spring chicken. (laughs) It's not an old term at all. Nope. You can follow us on Twitter at thatagedwellpod or on Instagram at thatagedwell. Mm -hmm. Thatagedwellpodcast on Facebook. You could also just stalk me at work. I mean, that's the least helpful for all of us, and including you, because you're probably going to wind up in jail eventually if you do that. But I'm sure you have a beautiful soul. <laughs> but most importantly, we want you to go to iTunes. Go to yes, iTunes. please go to iTunes. Uh, please give us five stars. Yep, subscribe. Subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a lovely review. If you must do four stars, I guess you can. But really, if you're already at four, why not just give us five? Give us five. That first review you read, that's definitely my mother. Yeah. And she will be giving us, let's get real, probably four stars. <laughs> I curse too much for her taste. <laughs> So that's pretty much it. That's all overboard with that's all overboard. of its little issues. Paul, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> well, before we get into that, I have a few random observations that I just want to point out really oh, quickly. Oh, yeah, sure. You forget 
how blunt and unsophisticated 80s credits are. The credits <laughs> for this movie, the opening credits for this movie, are just a ship going through a harbor and they're just bright red block letters. Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell overboard yeah with like a very generic bad 80s synth score under it like yeah, it the, looks like the glow credits yeah but not the, the uh, actual not well done. like yeah the yeah. actual glow credits not yeah. like the netflix show yeah when i saw it it was it put me somewhere because i was like wow that that is really 80s That's it's so 80s. it's so low rent i feel like i could do that at imovie today, yeah very easily yeah well, talking about whether or not this movie aged well, which uh, no, it didn't, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I'm surprised. Like, I'm honestly surprised. I would love to read the reviews back from 1987 mm-hmm. and be like, I-, I would hope someone was like, guys, this movie mm-hmm. is awful. It's, <laughs> it's charming because the leads are charming, but mm-hmm. it's awful. It's awful. So how does the how does the remake hold up? The remake, they did their best to alleviate. The problems. I, obviously, the gender switch helps. They gender, so yeah, Anna so, Ferris is now the working class one, mm-hmm. and the um, a Eugenio Derbez or something like that. Ooh, sexy! Is the is the rich Mexican? I believe he's Mexican. Um, heir to a fabulous fortune. First of all, he's not married, so the person who actually leaves him in the in the hospital is his ambitious sister, who wants to inherit the company rather than him. Okay. They just make Anna Ferris seem like she's trying harder. Mm-hmm. They make a point of making it seem like she is truly overwhelmed rather than just a terrible, neglectful parent. Yeah. She's working three jobs. She's trying to become a registered nurse. She like she's doing all these things and she decides she's going to get, make him help her until she passes her nurse's exam. Does she still does? Is it her husband? Is she like, you're my husband? Oh, yeah. Ah. You're my husband. Her kids are all blonde and white. So when this Latino <laughs> man walks in, he's like, they don't look anything like me. And now that makes sense. Yeah. And she, they just blow past it. They also make the idea, Eva Longoria essentially plays her best friend. And it's Eva Longoria's idea to do it rather than her idea. So she's but, not the... So she's not the instigator, instigator of, the, of it. Of this heinous crime. Right. Other than that, I mean, there's not much else. You, if you're going to go with this, you know, I don't know what else you could hey, really I do. I am shocked that they even made a remake. I am... Uh, yeah. It, because the the plot is so hard to like make it okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not shocked in that there's a cult following for the, the 1987 version. There's a reason it's on TV all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. But yeah, the, there's so... There's just no way to sugarcoat it. The only way you can make it okay would be if he was taking her in out of a kindness and they fell in love like if for some reason let's say like she fell overboard they had this fight they fell overboard and he was so nice that he was like no one's claiming her i her husband says it's not her but i'm gonna maybe offer her a job or so like off be like if you need a place to stay you can help me at home or so, yeah. something like that but that doesn't make any it doesn't make that's not a movie yeah like it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense either uh, i just have a, a couple more random oh. observations there's a point after they've fallen started to fall in love where it is i guess it's her birthday or it's some gift giving occasion and they give her a washing machine a new yeah, washing for her machine. birthday i would just like to make a public service announcement that even better than a new washing machine for your mother mm-hmm. is you doing your own fucking laundry <laughs> you know it's an even better gift than a washing machine the truth. The truth is a wonderful gift. Returning her to her yacht and her I life. I hear of, it will set you free. Her life of privilege and luxury. Mm-hmm. There is a scene in the very beginning of the movie. It's the first time we see Kurt Russell where he is shaving pieces off of a stump with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. That's not how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> a, if you're using a chainsaw, you, you should have on protective goggles. He didn't have goggles on? No. <laughs> and B, you would use a saw. 
just use a handsaw. That makes no sense. Chainsaws are sexier. Mm, Sexy fair. men use chainsaws. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Now we, we we did make it. We did make mention that we saw a person of color. Not a lot of gay representation in this movie, but there is a background featured extra that I think may count. Oh my god. Catherine Hellman's dog groomer. <laughs> Obviously. I feel is gay. Yeah. 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 Hundred yeah. percent. Clearly meant to be a visual gag. I do not recall this at all. Yeah, which is impressive because you see, as you said, you see this movie. I, re- I mean, times. I remember the dog getting groomed, but I'm always, I think I'm always looking at the dog. <laughs> it's like a little Pomeranian and it's got like a bow in its hair and it's just absurd. Yeah. Ridiculous. One more. At the end, she dives overboard. Mm-hmm. Edward Herman is screaming at her. He grabs a bow and arrow uh-huh. and tries to aim it at her. Now, granted, we've previously established that he was shooting arrows with a rubber sticky thing at the end well also he's having a nervous breakdown he thinks he's a god but they're not making it clear that that's what that is it looks like it's an arrow that he's gonna shoot her in the back no i think it is (laughs) i think he's taking the sticky thing off and he is because also in the beginning of the movie he has a shotgun so he could have he could have they could have gone with the shotgun but i i bet in the script it was the shotgun and someone on the day was like you know what's funnier You know what? You know what would be a lot funnier? Bow and arrow. I don't think anyone in this movie made a lot of decisions based on what would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Zinger! <laughs> right you burnt you. overboard. You burnt Gary Marshall. <laughs> so anyway, so you you were saying before ratings or what? What, what do we think of this movie overall? I will go first. Yeah, we know what I think. We don't have to listen to me. What do you think? Oh God, this is this one's rough, you guys. I mean, comparing it to Splash, which was of a similar time and a similar genre, mm-hmm. Splash, I think, holds together much better. Interesting. I would watch Splash again way before I watched this again. Oh, okay. And not, not solely because of the gender politics at play here, which are, let's be clear, horrifying. You wouldn't watch this again just for the Kurt Russellness of it all? No. Nope. Not enough? Not hot enough for you? No. Nope. I mean, he's he's working his way through that mullet, but he's still got a mullet. <laughs> it's the only acceptable mullet I've ever seen. I've yeah. never seen an acceptable mullet except that one. Probably. That, yeah. That's fair. Well, what it, doesn't Patrick Swayze have a mullet in Dirty Dancing? It's not an acceptable one. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get into that when we talk no, about Dirty Dancing. No, not in Dirty Dancing in other movies, but yeah, yeah. Patrick Swayze did also rock a mullet. And yeah. I think you're thinking of Roadhouse. Oh, that was the, a... the quintessential. Yeah, yeah. That's, that one's not okay. This yeah. one's okay. Well, I think the curl helps. Yeah. So anyway, so I mean, it's I don't think you're going to watch it and be like horribly. If, look, if you're going to be offended by it, we've told you what you'll be offended by. If you're not going to be offended by it, then you'll be fine. I didn't think it was that funny. I just don't think the jokes landed. Yeah. Uh, to me, I never think of this movie as funny. It's more romantic. It's I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Which makes me wonder what like what the writer, like, is this her fantasy? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, look, I, I can put a lot of mileage on a fantasy of like a hot carpenter coming into my house and we do in the closets. <laughs> I can get there, no problem. It's yeah. what happened afterwards. It's really That's weird. like really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, well, what's, what's, our, what's our scale going to be? Um, How about one to ten of Goldie and Kurt's relationship, which aged beautifully? Oh, and continues to age beautifully. Yeah. I'm going to give it, oh, that's hard. Let's use a different rubric because there's, it's zero. There's no, <laughs> there's no comparison. The real love story is okay. Kurt and Goldie. That's okay. the real love story that we're watching mm-hmm. in this movie. How about one out of ten miniature golf courses, something that aged almost into extinction at this point. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie <laughs> four miniature golf courses. I 
you know what? That's you, lower than that's, I expected. No, that's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. Because uh, because uh, like reasonably, I know I should hate this movie, but something in me, it's like it's 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 okay. It's like the woman who wrote this movie. This I might validate be, your feelings. This might be my weird fantasy. <laughs> Guys, buy me a yacht. Let's get me a yacht. I'm gonna start to be real mean to people. Let's see if we can make this happen. I'm gonna give it five. Five out of six. Uh, five out of six. Mm-hmm. Five out of ten. Five out of ten miniature golf courses. For yeah, you. five out of ten mini golf courses. Something about this movie got under my skin and won't let me go. I'm gonna give it three out of ten miniature that golf courses. That is higher courses. than I expected. I'm gonna give it three. I I wasn't angry watching it. Mm-hmm. Also, Catherine Helmand yeah. really does take the edge off the yeah. movie. There, like I, she's so good. And as you said, like the Goldie Hawn Kurt Russell chemistry is certainly there. And Goldie Hawn is very charismatic individually mm-hmm. as is Kurt Russell like they are making the movie work as much as I think anyone could I think she's very funny she's got good physical comedy she does but part of it was also I was like this script has to not be funny because Goldie Hawn is funny I know that Goldie Hawn can land a joke and it's not making me laugh which is pissing me off I, it might be just too dark too dark to be funny maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three out of ten I'll give it five out of ten yeah and you know if it sounds like something that you just if you love from your childhood I don't think you should feel bad about it no one doesn't understand the gender politics of this is horrible I know that <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to go into this movie now and be like, yeah, this seems this seems right. All if right. You've never me. seen it. It's probably not good. It's not going to land. If you want to watch it, just turn on literally any mm-hmm. television at any point during any day. <laughs> there is a channel that will have this movie because it's on constantly. Yeah. So uh, clearly I'm not the only one who's who yeah. it's, it's their rewatch movie. Yeah. Has- hashtag not only you. <laughs> hashtag not all overboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should we offer a couple of palate cleansers? Palate cleansers for the for the new listener or when Erica and I reach into our bag of pop culture knowledge and try to come up with other projects that the people in this movie have done that we think have aged a little bit better. So Erica, do you have a palate cleanser for our uh, loyal listeners? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go with Beaches. It's another Gary oh, Marshall film. Beaches. Uh, it's pretty much, in my opinion, the only unobjectionable <laughs> Gary Marshall movie. Oh, well, actually, Princess Diaries is fairly unobjectionable too. Yeah, I guess. that's true. Yeah. Um, but I don't like that one as much as I like Beaches. Beaches is oh, uh, such a, a good crime it's, movie. It's a great crime movie. It's Bed Midler at her finest. That I love is Bed Midler. Peak Bed Midler. Barbara Hershey plays the mm-hmm. the other woman. And of course, Maya Bialik. That's right, as young Bed Midler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beaches is great. Beaches is like the ultimate chick flick about like two women who who meet as children and stay friends their mm-hmm. entire lives, even though like one is like. Like from rarefied rich society and the other one is like from a, a kid from Brooklyn. A Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they're getting at. That's what they're getting at. Um, so yeah, Beaches. What's yours, Paul? Mine is a Goldie Hawn connection because I do love Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn was in The First Wives Club, which is a oh, movie yeah. that we should actually do for this podcast because I haven't seen it in a while and I love it and it I wonder up. if it does hold up. It fully holds up. I watched it like last Christmas. <laughs> I love that movie. That is a movie where Goldie Hawn gets to be funny yep. and gets to land jokes and with Diane Keaton and again Bette Midler actually mm-hmm. but then also a another supporting cast that is just I mean Maggie Smith miles wide yeah it's it's fantastic it's fantastic First Wives Club it's on all the time it's about these women who are all left by their husbands 
for younger women and how they rebuild their lives and take their revenge and female power and it's great there's like a cameo at the end with ivana trump it's like tiny and you wouldn't think of it otherwise but i literally just saw it last christmas and i was mm-hmm. like my 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 blood went cold when i saw her <laughs> she's joking about the fact that like she divorced donald trump and got like half his money uh-huh. and i'm just like ah, uh-huh. are we living this nightmare because of you woman <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, are we living this nightmare because of you woman is kind could kind of be the tagline for overboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's Perfect. It. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.